Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be learning them this week, bro? Ryan, later on this week's show, I have got another what the fuck where I just get to complain. And Matthew Broderick killed a guy. What about you, Ryan? I told you. You did. This week, I introduce you to the animal that wants to live in your penis. (laughs) You heard that right. And I'm not saying it to be shocking. Live in your penis. So let's get into it. Tyler, is porn immoral? And and I I think that I know how you're going to answer this, but I really Oh, you do. I do. You do. Yeah, we've known each other for a bit. A bit. But I really want to get into this idea because it's something that I kind of go back and forth on. Is porn immoral? You probably do know how I'm going to answer this. Sure. Now, can I ask you before we venture off into you being totally predictable okay what is moral what is immoral we've talked about this so many times on this show what's immoral for you may not be immoral for me is there a baseline morality no no i don't think so i think that as as the example that i used last time we talked about this uh cannibalism the majority of humans on earth i see no problem with it (laughs) just give it a taste just give it a try dude Uh, uh, cannibalism is widely seen as as immoral as wrong but if you were to go to very specific locations on earth like in fiji uh the there are tribes that practice cannibalism and it is a ritualistic for them so yeah moral does not have immoral is a human idea construct yes okay so then through that logic Nothing is immoral. I'm not trying to talk you into some type of corner and make you seem like a bad person. It's just I find myself thinking about this so much, and not just about pornography. What is the tipping point of moral and immoral? But I do specifically wonder about that just because of, I don't know, it's just become so, you know, it's everywhere in culture. I have a son who's growing up with pornography that you could turn on like like the tap, and and I wonder... I, you know, I really like how getting lost here. That's okay. I really like how your idea of him turning on porn at any point anywhere, because that is a very unhealthy, uh, aspect of our society. I like how you turned it as if it was a knob of an, uh, sure. on an oven from the 1950s. Ostensibly. <laughs> that's what it is. You push a button and the images that fly at you very are very true. It's a different world. It's unhealthy. And you're saying that it's unhealthy. Now, what is the relationship between unhealthy and immoral? If you're saying that something affects you in a negative way at your base of who we are as a species, Mm -hmm. couldn't that be defined as immoral? You could, but I think immoral in my uh, point of view, immoral is when something is forced upon somebody. If, If there is even one person in that porn that did not acquiesce to being there, then that is immoral. But if everybody has volunteered, if everybody is on board with this thing, then I don't see it as immoral. In terms of young children seeing it now more than ever, I see that as unhealthy, but the porn itself isn't immoral. The fact that they're getting it immediately, how can that be immoral? That's just a transportation system. So yes, I think there is a difference between immoral and unhealthy. I agree with that. And I just wonder if 
there is something that is bad for our psyche, if there is something that I think erodes us as human beings. Absolutely. I, I guess just using the word immoral, it's just too much of a landmine to throw into really any conversation because of the way that it's 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 abstract. No, I but guess. if you were to change the subject and, or change the topic and go to cigarettes, people that smoke cigarettes at this immoral. point. <laughs> Joe Camel didn't start with those two humps, Tyler. Malignant. Well, well, Joe Camel might have been immoral because he was made to look cool for children. I mean, have you ever so seen a camel up. play a saxophone, Tyler? <laughs> it's fucking awesome. He wore the colorful okay. sunglasses. All right, I'll do it. I'll, dr- I'll do it. Tell me what you want, Spuds McKenzie. We must do what the camel tells us to. <laughs> My camel overlord. Yeah, it's it's smoking is not immoral, but it is incredibly unhealthy. But the people who are peddling that to children. The that is immoral. Who are putting the advertisements in the, you know, children's eye level. Yep. Where do those, what is the the tipping point on that? Where you are doing something uh, without the other person's consent. I think it all comes down to consent. If you are trying to trick and the, the element of it being children makes it worse. If you're trying to trick other people into buying your product or doing something or anything without them uh, consenting to the facts, then that is immoral. But if everybody's on board, then, you know, yeah, whatever. Give the people what they want. That's going very well. But I don't think it's anybody's position to tell somebody what they're, what they are and are not allowed to do with themselves. And I agree with that 100%, but I'm just trying to find some sort of delineation between these things. Like, Remember that documentary that came out that you and I said we were going to watch and we never did? Who saw that coming? Mm. The Social Dilemma. Oh, yes. About the social media, you know, forefathers. The founders, yeah. Who are now speaking out against it, who seem to have known what they were doing while they were doing it. That's how they designed all the algorithms and the things that made you feel bad to keep you sitting there. Is that immoral? I haven't seen it, so I, I just paraphrase something that I've never seen. I was going to say, from what I've heard, they're apologizing in that documentary because they didn't know what it would become. They, I would imagine the beginning days of any of these big enterprises, you have visions of grandeur. You never think, man, my product that I'm creating, I mean, unless you make the nuclear bomb, my product that I'm cr- going to create is uh, democracy ending. Who I, thinks like that? Well, I don't know about democracy ending, eh, but I'll reference time, you Ryan. to- uh, to big tobacco, I'll reference you to pharma. I'll I'll even reference you to the NFL, where these people know what they're doing is harming, if not society, then a certain sect of people. Oil companies. Oil. Why? What have they done? Oil companies, Ryan. Are oil you okay, companies. Tyler? Maybe you're sick too. My cough sound like oil companies. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I'm just saying that I could reference you to all these places where it just goes back to, can you be a business and be, and I'm going to use this word for lack of another term, quote unquote, moral. I think that there is a tipping point. I think that you can be a moral business, but in order to get to these grand heights like Amazon and like Walmart and all these things, to get to that size, I don't think you can be moral and have those kind of profits. And if you like talking in circles, let's get into way more. My name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. going on everybody and welcome to the show that thinks that tangled is better than frozen and i don't even think that it's close not Tyler. even close uh so i don't know 
really where to go from there, Tyler. I feel like we said what we need to say. Thank you guys so much. Fight us. Come like, to my house and fight us. Absolutely. But we want to be a beacon for love, Ryan. So, but fight us seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you don't understand how beacons work. <laughs> Tyler, I'm just making my excuses up front. We talked on the pregame, which is where Tyler and I warm up. We put it 30 seconds after the show that I am on medicine. I am, I am running on very little sleep and my brain is not here, Tyler. Mm. I'm, I'm living in a different place. Where is it? Mentally. Fiji, Tyler. Oh, yes. with the cannibals. Experiencing a little kudu. <laughs> if you want to get that reference, go check out our pregame at the end of this episode. Now, Tyler, you and I, and there's been a lot of talk on this show, and this is what happens. You and I get stuck on something, or generally me, and we talk about it consistently on a few episodes. We had Grand Theft Auto for a little while. Mm. We had a flashlight. We had all sorts of things. Do you yeah. recall any of these? I recall things that you weaponize and use against me sure. for That's, weeks on end. I, yes. Uh, tomato, tomato. Yes. What tomato harassment. We've been talking about on this show for a little while and what we've been talking about off of this show for a little while is how to evolve the show. Are you familiar with this? Yes. It is a constant uh, background conversation that we're having all the time. And what is your, uh, and, and I don't want to get lost too much on this because I don't think that everybody has the same interest in it that we do, but I do believe that there is kind of this mirror that the show holds up, not just in our lives, but to everybody else. And this is what I'm thinking. The show specifically is based on our defense mechanisms, right? Like the way that you and I talk to each other on these microphones is very much like the way that we talk to people when we're out in public and we feel uncomfortable. So our personalities, instead of retreating quietly into the background, explode outwards. Mm -hmm. And I know me personally, I, I go for the outrageous and I want to be shocking and everything is a social experiment. Would you say that that is a foundation that this show has been built on over the last couple of years. Yeah, our humor is derived, much like most humor is derived from uh, defense mechanisms. So that's where we get it from. So yeah, I mean, the basis of our humor overall, the sarcasm, the the witty banter, you know, quote unquote, quote unquote witty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all derived from defense mechanisms, as you said. And here is my thing. My defense mechanisms while out in the wild are changing. They are, I'm trying to get away from, and not even on purpose, not by sitting down and saying, okay, I'm going to start acting this way, but they are changing. So there in lies the idea that of course the show is going to change along with the people who are thinking it up. Sure. I would think so. Now, here's the reason that I bring up all of this again, because I know we've talked about it on the last couple of shows. I'm noticing some shame involved in that. I'm noticing some embarrassment where I feel like almost I'm admitting to the world that I failed. Like this idea that I had for the show, it's just not working. And I didn't even recognize that until this week. What's your general take on that? But what about the show is not working? What just, do you mean? I don't know. The idea that we're changing it, that our, our, our grand plan is now turning into something else. I, I can't even really put my finger on it, but it is... I don't know why I've been so reluctant to do it and kind of felt bad about it is because I don't know that like, Hey, this isn't working. So now I'm going to change. Yeah. It's called evolution. We, you need to change or else you stagnate and die. That's change is inevitable. There is no getting away from it. So you either embrace it or you just let it eat you up inside. Well, I had this couple who came into the bar last week and I just 
for whatever the reason, I'm generally pretty good at talking to anybody. I just was having a bad night, man. Mm -hmm. I just was having a bad night and I was angry. When I'm not feeling well, I immediately go to anger. I don't know if you've ever noticed that mm, about me, Tyler. Good fuel for yourself. Sure, yes. sure. It makes let you- Let the work. rage consume you. Yeah, let, let the anger flow. <laughs> now, with these people who are very nice, came in at the very end of the night. So, I mean, it just was- Dickheads! It was just my breaking point, okay? And I was very rude to them. I'd seen them before- <laughs> I was. You know me, I know. bro. You're I, just thinking of you snapping simply because you're uh, you're uh, sick. Well, here's <laughs> the fact of the matter. I was saying all the right things, but you know me. I can convey with just the look on my face, I'm disgusted with you. And really, it's, it's a character flaw. Mm. I wish I could hide my negative feelings better. No. I say no. I say nay. So just be a dick? Be, no, just be honest. You're allowed to say, ah, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm just having the worst night. Uh, okay. And is that I, crazy? Is that crazy? I think do? what you're saying is really great and very helpful, but I think that when you're in the throes of those feelings, that's very hard to ascertain. Which is why we're talking about it now. Which is why we're talking about <laughs> it now. It's really put me in a little bit of a mood, if I could be totally honest, Tyler. So here's my point. That was a, a week before they came in. Oh, what are they? Uh, a week after. What are they, masochists? They just want more pain? They want more unhappiness thrown on them? And they came in at the exact same time. Oh, you sons of bitches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I pulled the chair out from under them. No, but uh, what happened was- and, and, Did they really come in at the same time? Oh, uh, maybe a few minutes later. Jesus. And uh, no, he wasn't there, Tyler. And Not at that time. They- the reason that I bring this up is because it was kind of a crossroads in the way of what I feel like is going on with this show right now. You know what I did? They came back in and I'll be honest, this was not easy for me. I took their order. I got them their drinks. I did whatever. And I said to them last week when you guys were in here, I, I was rude. Maybe this is inappropriate of me bringing this up, but I recognize as soon as you guys left that I was behaving in a very poor fashion and I hope you let me apologize to you. Mm. And the woman was like, oh, I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. And the guy was like, I, I did, man. And, and I, here's the thing. I felt shame. And, and part of my body was like, dude, don't say anything. Just yeah. be really nice this time yeah. and don't say anything. And I want as the show to buy into just being accountable mm. and just, hey, I have these feelings, but it's okay. This is what we're trying to show people with the show is it's okay to not even be wrong, to just be human and just keep moving. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And remember that there is no such thing as bad emotions. If you're experiencing an emotion, that's okay. It doesn't matter what it is. Shame, anger, depression, anxiety. What about shanger? Oh boy. I got a, that all the time. That's a gray, yeah. that's a gray area. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. It is. I deal with lots of shanger, Tyler. Uh, I don't know. You're going to have to go to, you're going to have to need the grips of God himself to uh, take that out of you. He won't return my calls. No kidding. And yeah. we'll, we'll talk. Oh, yep. You have another no, point. Go for it. No, no, no. I want to hear it because uh, I don't want to move on without you putting a nice. No, little... no. I, I was just going to touch on what I had already said, which is that whatever we, we react to the emotions that we have, we're reacting to our reaction. And the truth of the matter is we don't need that second step. We don't need to react to our emotions, just experience the emotions. When that shame comes up or when that anger comes up, we immediately want to judge it. Like, oh God, I can't believe I'm angry right now. Yeah. Or, or, oh, I want to hide because I'm feeling shameful. You did this to me! There you go. Just embrace it. Embrace it. There is no reason to judge it. And when that judgment comes up, embrace that too. You sound like a fucking kook. And also, and also don't go into a restaurant half an hour before they close. Okay. No, that really makes me angry. Not cool. And when I get angry, we talk about it on the depression index.
No one what cares. the depression index what the is is a machine that I built with my hands to deal with my shanger. And we crank it up to let you know how down we are. You know, I'm making a joke out of the word shanger. Uh, but I will tell you, when I feel shame, I immediately get angry. Like, like all of those feelings inside of me turn into this confluence of just the way that I personally deal with it is by getting frustrated, but by getting angry. That is your reaction to the reaction. Oh, absolutely. That's it. And absolutely. you've just done it so many times over the course of 50 years. I don't know how old you are. Uh, you've trained yourself. Keep going. You've trained yourself to immediately. It's it's like breathing. Sure. It's just how we react to that feeling when it comes up. I have chiseled those pathways deep and wide mm. inside my medulla oblongata. Tyler, how are you doing this? Wait, player. You, you just wanted to say medulla oblongata. That's a part of your foot, right? Yeah. I am doing not so great, Ryan. I have come up against a wall of some sort, but I've been here before. I've survived and I have overcome and I will do so again. Okay, well, I, I, I do know that you're going through a deal right now. You're locking yourself in your room. I told Tyler when he came down here, this is the first time I've seen him in three days. Not to make a joke about your isolation. Mm -hmm. It's just I could tell before I even talk to you how you're doing by whether or not we meet eyeballs for days at a time. Sure, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a very easy to gauge, much like you. It's very easy to gauge how I'm doing just by looking at me or... Uh, as you, we wear our hearts on our sleeves. As you alluded sure. to, never seeing me. Yes. Yeah, you can tell how I'm doing. I had and, to CGI your eyes on. <laughs> yes, I isolate when I'm down, and this week I've been very down. Yeah. So, well, let me ask you something before we move on. What could I do in that circumstance that would help you out? What I've been doing is I come to your door, I knock on your door. Hey, Tyler, just or I don't knock on your door. I just call. Hey, Tyler, you doing okay? Mm -hmm. I just just checking on you. I love you. Yeah, it's tough. I wish I had an answer for you. However, is that helpful when I do that? I, I I'm just letting you know I'm here for you and I love I, you. No, and I appreciate it. I love you too. And and it well, might you could be, say it back at the time. It would it would help me a little bit. It, I do say it back. Yeah, but you don't mean it though. Yeah, that's true. But I, <laughs> oh, that was a trap. Ouch! And you failed. Ow. Yeah, and it's I isolate, and then when anybody ever speaks to me, I'll be honest with you, and I've never said this out loud. It's even when people walk by the door, my I immediately. <laughs> you know, like just don't talk to me. Don't and I and I and I, I hide and I, under my bed. I shrink into a corner, figuratively, maybe not so figuratively. And and then I I and then I I witness myself as I do it, meaning I observe myself as I'm doing it, mm. and I just have to struggle to not judge myself based on those actions, the reaction to my reaction. Mm. You're uh, a kook. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's where I am, buddy. So I don't even have a theme for this week. I'm just gonna say keep. Uh, Keep trucking, Ryan. Keep on keep, rocking in the free world. Keep trucking. And this week I am at an eight. One, two, three, four, keep five, six, seven. Sounds eight, like some bullshit. Eight. Wow. Eight. Well, uh, the Haitian army and I love you. Thank Jesus you. as well. Thank and you. Uh, we all support your, we uplift you, Tyler, and we're, we're rooting for you. Sound like a kook, Ryan. Tyler, I would like to gay it up and I would like to talk about my journey, Tyler. I would like to talk about, you know, really stopping and noticing when you make progress. The thing with progress is it's usually drawn out over such a long period of time that it's so hard to notice. It's like you getting older. If you have kids, every now and then you'll look at them and be like, what the hell, sure. bro? You're freaking six foot two. What just happened? Yeah. But you look in the mirror every day and you don't notice because it's such an erosion. It's such, it, over time it happens so slowly, unless you're doing meth, mm -hmm. uh, that it's, it's hard to notice. And 
I used to have a saying back in the day, and maybe this will tell you guys where I was at. When I would be at work and we were all getting ready to go out and go do something, I would invariably say out loud, I'm in the mood to make some poor decisions. Yes. You recall that? Yes. I'm in the mood to make some poor decisions. When I sure. thought this, it was, a, it was an alert. It was an alarm to everybody around me that, uh, you know, things are going to get a little <laughs> choppy tonight. You I, know wish, what I, mean? I wish you could see the shimmy shake he's doing as he uh, says this, I ladies do that? and gentlemen. You did. Did I do that? I my will... body does a thing that my brain isn't aware sure, of. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, I My thing was always just, uh, uh, let's get weird tonight. I'm just going to get weird. Sure. Just uh, like you Different said. Different version of that. Letting everybody know that I am not responsible for my actions. And what that, the way that that would kind of play out is I was this person very often was giving people advice in some sort of a selfish way to like create drama. Like I thought that if your life was copacetic, mm -hmm. if it was peaceful, then you just weren't doing something right. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I think it's very easy to judge yourself in those terms. Yeah, and I think that uh, very often, I was telling people to do things that were morally reprehensible because I wanted them to have excitement. I wanted them to, I, I, again, to use a word that everybody understands, have drama in their ah, lifetime. Yes. Yeah. And it was a high for you in those positions. Sure. Yeah. And I was probably high. And now mm. the reason that I bring all this up. Way more fun back then. Here. Oh, hi, Ryan. Hi, and as we all called him. <laughs> Good dude. Now, here is where I've noticed a change because this has been such a long time in what I now hold to be worthwhile. And what I believe life is really about has changed so drastically that what I've recognized as I work at this bar and I have slowly become one of the older people there. Slowly. I now give people good advice. I had a bar customer call me over and said, I hear you talking to all of these kids and you tell them really like helpful, thoughtful stuff. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, Tyler, that is something that means the world to me. Sure. That is that change into somebody who is trying to perpetuate peace, at least in my own view of it, mm -hmm. but peace and healthy relationships is something that happened over such a long period of time that I didn't even notice it. There's a word for that. Funlessness? Wisdom. Wisdom, yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. You got to fuck up when you're younger so you can be wise when you're older. Yeah. And the more you mess up, as long as you're willing to accept those mistakes and learn from them, the more mistakes you make, the more wise you become. That's just the way it works. Well, and the fact of the matter is, is I think that there's a lot of people who come up against those sort of things and they just never change. They continue to make those poor decisions. I was having this conversation, I'll be honest, with myself yesterday. While you were crouched into one of those corners? And yeah, 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 yeah. Yay. I was just whispering in because of the Not acoustics. terrifying at all. Because of the acoustics, it makes it sound like there's another person in the room with me. It's how I get my social time. You're doing good. <laughs> so proud of you. <laughs> and you see these people at the end of their lives, there's just another version of it, who never learn from their mistakes, who never accept responsibility for their actions or their behaviors or their emotions. And they are just miserable old people. I could think of some people miserable. right now. Miserable. Yeah. And you can see it on their face almost. Absolutely. Like, like you've been holding on to this. And you know what, Tyler? Not to just bring it all back to the same thing, but in my heart, what that really goes out to is the immoralities. And man, I know I'm going to sound like a freaking, you know, like this is a sermon, but I believe when you're doing some of these things that are against our biological chemistry of acting for lack of a better term, a moral, uh, I just think that that wears you down. So nonetheless, 
I think that 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 path, that journey that I've had over all these years, I'm celebrating it, man. And I'm turning into the guy that I always wanted to be. Mm. And I'm proud of myself for that. And for that, this week, I'm sick and I'm on medicine. So I have no freaking clue where I'm at. I'm at an undistinct number. We'll find out together. One, All right. two, I love surprises. three, four. Well, surprise. You're holding on to my thumb, Tyler. Hey. Enjoy that, you piece of crap. And that is Week in Review. I don't think I've rang that bell in weeks. How about that? And that was also Depression Index, not Week in Review. Medicine. <laughs> Super Bowl week, Tyler. Should we take a break so you can get yours? Well, before we do. <laughs> you need it. I need for you to notice that I've been dating a woman who doesn't throw away food, Tyler. Have you noticed that? Uh, no, not to, not to an extreme. Look at the refrigerator, Tyler. It is a graveyard of dead avocados and sad, sad chicken broth that'll never be used again. Oh yeah. Is that why my half of the refrigerator is being encroached upon? You're the Ukraine and she is Russia, Tyler. <laughs> Maybe now's not the right time to use that as a punchline. My shelf is being annexed she is and the UN is doing nothing about this. Totally shellfish. <laughs> Here's the thing. It must have been like dating. Let's say you're into older women and somewhere in the 40s, you started dating an older woman who lived through the depression. Mm -hmm. They just don't want to throw anything away. She comes from a turbulent time of living in Venezuela. Yeah, so, a, yeah, it's almost like becoming a pack rat because you need the resources. That is exactly right. Now, you and I have lived a life of... Anything we want at any time. Exuberance? No. Uh, of, uh, immorality, Tyler. Uh, well, I wouldn't say a lifetime a of theme. immorality. Uh, of gluttony was yeah, the word I was looking for. Yeah, we have to sleep at some point. <laughs> of gluttony. Sure. Yeah. And so we come from very different worlds. Now, I want to be somebody who understands the plight of other people. I want to be somebody who has empathy, but it's hard for me to have learned the things that she learned without experiencing them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Life is the greatest teacher through the experiences, but we can, as you said, hear her stories and try to put ourselves there. I can't understand a word she's saying. <laughs> but we, well, that's a language barrier. Yeah. But we, uh, while we can try our best to sympathize, we can never empathize because as you said, we grew up in a life of, Compared to that luxury. So what you're saying is empathy doesn't exist? You're, I'm confused. I mean, you could make the argument for that. Sure. Wow. No. You, no it's, I know what we're talking about next week. Empathy is only if you've gone through it. I can empathize because I have withstood the same experience. But sympathize is I hear what you're saying. Oh, okay. But I've never been through That's it. That's very interesting. So I just, uh, I'll try to put myself there, but how can I? Now, here's just the only point that I want to make. And of course... Far be it from me to air my dirty laundry on this show. I've never done that before, and I don't well, plan let's do on doing it. it. Here we go. <laughs> Strap it on, Tyler. Sure. Already done. Uh, what? This is what I'm thinking. For all those people out there who do not throw away food, you're just putting it in Tupperware and letting it go bad in the refrigerator. We're going to throw this out sooner or later, and I know that you got to be sparing with you know, just get a, getting rid of stuff while it's still good. I yeah. understand that. But it's much like, you know, putting your clothes off to the side and saying, I'm going to give it to Salvation Army. I mean, you're not going to eat this food. Mm. This avocado has got a very short shelf life. We're just going to throw it away in the future. Yeah, you are just 
building up the work for later in the future. It's either clean everything as you go or wait till everything builds up. Uh, two new uh, uh, fans of the show, two personal friends of mine who I'm going to see later today, they did that where you would open the refrigerator. Ryan, you are the condiment king and even you would have opened the refrigerator, seen all the condiments and been like, oh no, nah, dog. this is too much. You know you're not eating this. What the hell is this? And they had to clean it and I can't even imagine what kind of undertaking that was. All right, you're giving me anxiety, Tyler. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go ahead and let's take a break. Let's go, let's go clean out the fridge, okay? Oh, no! And we'll be right back. I'm going to eat that fuzzy avocado. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. you got to put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you could sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You could sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal. You know you won't because you're lazy. That's why you haven't moved out of your parents' house. We love you. Thank you for supporting those guys you hate. And let's get back to the show. Those guys. What has he done? Can you tell me? Big Magic Johnson. What has he done? Well, yes, he's a business person. He's got AIDS. You hate. I mean, he made love to every girl in every city in America, and he had AIDS. And when he had those AIDS, I went to my synagogue and I prayed for him. I hoped he could live and be well. Those guys, those guys, those guys, those guys, those guys, those guys. Red Circle. I still have this this photo of uh, Wesley Snipes up here, and it just it brings me such pleasure, bro. Mm. I love that. I just love that. I do like the idea of him because he acted out the the scene, obviously, but he just acted out yeah. as Blade with his eyes squinted or just push closed. You want to talk about that. a paywall? It's like I'll do it, <laughs> but if you want these eyes open, it's gonna cost you another fifteen grand. That's like Marley, Marlon Brando lost his mind at the end of his life, and the last one of the last um, roles that he took, he refused to take a metal bucket off of his head. So they just had to shoot the scene like, like that. The secret island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, I also heard a story about Marlon Brando refusing to wear pants. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he, he became a crazy person. That's another one of those Howard Hughes. Let's look that up because I love these stories. The Howard Hughes, the Elvis, the Beatles. I, I love it where fame drives you mad. It's yeah. like, you're not Kanye West. You're not supposed to be that famous. Yeah. I mean, Kanye West, I think, went into fame with some mental health issues. Don't we all, Tyler? 
Don't we all? Oh, we have to get to fame before we say we all. Don't we Don't we all just have little pockets of mental disorders just waiting to be uncovered by the world? Elvis, look at Elvis. We're just like him. We're all the same guy. Fat Elvis or skinny Elvis, Tyler? Which one are you talking no, about? No, definitely fat Elvis. Filled with diarrhea Elvis. Tyler, let's do the portion of the show where I ask you a question you don't have an answer to. Are you ready? Mm, I love these. Everybody seemingly hates robocalls, Tyler, robocalls through the roof. Have you noticed? Yeah. I don't know if you've uh, seen these new ones that are coming in, these text messages where they offer you things with a website attached. Mm. It's nefarious. Click on that. Click on no, that. No, no. What's, what's the problem? And, and why do I have to keep putting in my bank app information? What's yeah. going on with that shit? Yeah. You would think they would all just talk to each other and uh, sync yeah, up. Hey, I'm not doing this again, bro. You guys need to get in sync. But here's the question that I'm going to ask you that you're not going to have an answer to. The robocalls that when you pick up and nothing is there, what purpose does that serve? What is, why is somebody, I don't know, building a machine? I don't know how robocalls work. What is the purpose of the robocall with nothing on the end? It's seemingly 75% of the robocalls. My, I have a couple guesses to that without knowing the exact actual answer. And that is the plot to the show. Tyler. Yes. I have heard of one scam where they do that, where they will call you and a lot of people will say, hello, hello, and they will hang up and then they will call that number back. That's what they used to do back in the day. Oh, I think you've told me this before. And then when you call and they keep you on the line and it racks up charges. Another guess would be that they are not trying to sell you anything, but they're just trying to figure out which lines have a person at the end of it, and then they sell that information to these robocall places. So you, you have a list of people who are stupid enough to pick up <laughs> a, a number that they don't know. Sure. There's I'm a lot at of the top of all those lists. What are you doing? Give me back my son. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of dead numbers out there, so this is a way to, and again, I'm guessing. I mean, who knows? Nefarious. It is. To its very core, I think, yeah. which is the underlying theme of the show, immoral time. Yeah, it, it is, is immoral. immoral. Yeah. You know what else is immoral? We can review. Mm. What we can review is it's one of the cornerstones of this show where Tyler and I are know-it-all gas bags and we go back semi-weekly. I don't think I'm saying that right. And we check ourselves. For bi for, bi-weekly. For bumps. Uh, so, Tyler. And, Ryan, you've got them. Last week, I discussed the Amazonian needlefish. Mm. Do I love talking about this? Yeah. A little too much. I don't know why, but this is just one of those topics that anytime it's vaguely hinted around, I bring it up because I think people are interested in this. I got my information from allthisinteresting.com. Allthisinteresting.com. You're doing great work. Yeah, keep up the good work. You're just blending up little things that I want to know and making it concise. So it's actually, the needlefish is actually called the Kandiru, Tyler. Mm. Pretty close to Kuru. <laughs> I, I guess. Two things that we need to stay away from, but they're it, like uh, almost literally different sides of the spectrum. Yeah, sure. It is an inch and a half long fish. And this fish, th the most notable thing about it is the barbs. It swims into. Men's penises. Now, I wonder, could it f swim into a woman's vagina? I think if, if it could swim into a penis, it can swim into a vagina, right? Okay. Don't, don't tell the fish what it can and can't do. We can review, we can review. And what happens is if you urinate in the Amazonian River, which was the Amazon River, it swims up your urethra 
and attaches it inside with barbs. Almost, they're barbs that only go one way. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. they they fit in easily, come out not as easily. Yeah, that's where the fun end is. Now, if you pull on one of these fish, it only, it, there's a raccoon trap where you would like bend nails downwards and then put uh, something that a raccoon would want at the very bottom. So it sticks its hand in and as it tries to pull i wouldn't suggest anybody doing this well that's fucked up it is really fucked up i mean what the hell damn does raccoon taste good tyler but as it tries to pull its little I, tiny I try it. cute little hand out sure it just gets more and more stuck this is that same kind of idea and just to wrap it up which i would suggest if you're going in the amazon the indigenous people suggest home remedies like a hot path or a, an herbal soak, which sounds nice, yeah, if I can be honest. Nice. But for the most part, the verdict is a unanimous and horrifying one. Complete removal. Got to cut the pee-pee off. That's exactly right. Do your balls get to stay? Would you want to keep your balls if you're getting your dick removed? I would love that. Is, man, you were on fire today. <laughs> I, just, I, I think, you know what? Because then I, they just look weird. I'm getting, Oh, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> I'm thinking that you probably just want to lop off the whole situation and just be done with it. Yeah. Do I want to still have testosterone, which makes me fueled by my penis when I don't have said penis? I say get rid of all of it and just really invest yourself in a hobby. Right, well said, Ryan. Ryan, last week, we talked about the origin of jaywalking okay, laws. Okay. Oh, good. I'm glad you looked this up. Did I look it up? Yeah. Be weird if I didn't. This would just be an awkward pause for sure. Streets, in the very beginning of of cars in this country, streets were a pedestrian area. It was the car's job to miss the pedestrians, not the other way around. Okay. Kids played. uh, Old people walked along it. It was a pedestrian area that cars had to maneuver. A utopian time. A utopian time. But in the 1920s, as cars became more and more popular, pedestrian deaths skyrocketed. Of course. So in the early 1920s, there was a Cincinnati law that was going to be passed by about 42,000 residents, which actually was going to put a limiter in cars, not allowing them to go over the miles per hour that was in accordance with the city laws. Sure. The auto industry went crazy, started throwing their money at it, and- Within the next like 15 years, we have the jaywalking laws that we have now where you're only allowed to walk across the street in certain areas, so on and so forth. I, I think that was the downfall of American civilization, Tyler. Oh, that was it. Yes. Oh, that was it. Tyler, last week we discussed the difference between megalomaniacs and psychopaths. Ah. Are they exactly the same thing? No. No, 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 no. Did you look this one up? No, I did. Please. What did you get, Tyler? We don't talk about it. That guy sounds like a psychopath. We don't talk about Bruno. (laughs) Uh, Megalomaniac is a person who is obsessed with their own power. A politician. Sure, but you can also be a megalomaniac without being a psychopath. I looked that up as well. Uh, What is a psychopath? Is somebody who is without empathy. A person suffering from chronic mental disorder with abnormal or violent social behaviors yes but not all psychopaths that's are, me baby not all psychopaths are violent that is that they can be but most of the time they are not uh well my mental disorder is much like my favorite pastime it's chronic tyler ryan last <laughs> week <laughs> i'm kidding kids i mean geez just say no to drugs ryan no 
Last week, you had mentioned that Matthew Broderick had killed a dude. That murderer? That cheese. Uh, you know what? B- before you even move forward, we were talking about this in the pregame. I am constantly accusing people of crimes on this show without being 100% sure. There needs to be a fine in process for when I label somebody <laughs> as a murderer. I, that's true. Right? I don't know if I want to say I'm glad you were right because then, you know, there isn't, what's the term for that when you're just, uh, we become liable, if anything. So sure. Well, Sue us. Well, he could sue me all he wants. He's the one who killed that guy. <laughs> but because you're right, but now that means that somebody's dead. What? Did he actually kill a guy? Yeah. He was Wow, in, we're joyful about it. I, I mean, I'm glad. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I'm so glad I was right. Uh, Northern Ireland, 1987. He was yeah, there. I said on, Ireland, I he, think. He was there on vacation. Congratulations, Ryan. I assume the guy was drunk. <laughs> and he turned into the wrong lane and hit a car head on. A mother and daughter killed instantly. Oh my lord! Killed instantly. It's it's actually a website. I looked this up. Uh, suggest.com. It's actually a um, an article that was written on celebrities who have accidentally killed somebody. The most recently, Alec Baldwin, when he accidentally yeah. shot that woman on yeah. set and killed her. The so tr- it happens when you're a liberal, Tyler. The, tr- <laughs> the, the okay, I should laugh. <laughs> the, tr- the the trauma that goes in to accidentally killing somebody must be, uh, I, I honestly can't even imagine. I, I will say that what you're saying is true, but does not compare to the trauma you get from killing somebody on purpose. <laughs> That's, I believe the word you're looking for there is joy, yeah, Ryan, yeah. or a rush. Yes, megalomaniac, <laughs> feed me. Well, and my third one was megalomaniac and psychopath, so I'm all out. You got oh, okay. And. Uh, perhaps this is in poor taste, but it's hard not to notice that a guy who killed somebody with a car ended up marrying a woman named Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> Keep your third eye open, baby. It is There is information out there for all of us. And they say the universe doesn't have a sense of humor. Tyler, like usual, last week I accused Jim Brown of just a bevy of crimes. Mm-hmm. Was I way off? No, no, no. I was going to no, say, no, I think he was a piece of crap. Well, no, here's the thing. Uh, he was accused of beating up two different golfers, okay? And let's, much like Mimes, who hasn't wanted to do that? I was going to say, are they people? Why did he have to beat up a second golfer? Because he had already put a <laughs> hole in one. All right, that's pretty yes! good, Ryan. High five for you. And he was also accused of rape and domestic violence. Yeah, that's the behavior of a bad person. Which is the one that I was thinking of, but I said accused because the charges were subsequently dropped. So Did he pay them off? I don't know, Tyler. <laughs> I don't know. I, you want to double down on this. Oh, uh, this is like the Prince Andrew thing where it's like, oh, this guy gets the fuck children and all he has to do is spend some money and look, oh, he's cleared of everything. Allegedly. Sure, allegedly. Because he had to go to the second one because he had already put a hole in one. But here's the thing. I think that is good on the second go around. Well, (laughs) because it's disgusting, Tyler. I think that if you are accused of crimes but not fully prosecuted, I think that we have to, because we live in America, give you the benefit of the doubt. Prince Andrew does not live in America. I can say whatever I want about that rat bastard. (laughs) That might be going a little too far. Weak. And review. Tyler, I'm going to go get our pitchforks. I'm going to go get our torches. While I'm doing that, could you hit me with your best shot? All right, Ryan, it is time for another round of What the Fuck. I pick three things and I talk about them and when I just things that make me say, What the fuck? What the F, bro? 
This one, Ryan, is the America edition. Good old US of A, baby. Let's go. Everybody poops, Ryan. Not the women I date. You, me, our audience, your girlfriend, our audience's girlfriends. Pack up your shit. All of them. Shitters. Ugh. Every single one of them. That's unfortunate. Whether, whether you're asking for the bathroom, the water closet, the toilet, the dunny, the loo, the banjo. Did you just look up what people call the bathroom? I did. Okay. Regardless of the terminology you use, needing to relieve oneself is universal. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, yes, obviously, biologically speaking. Everybody poops, Ryan. Hey, but you are just the same as me, and you hate hearing about it. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you know what else is universal? What? Privacy. I agree. This first what the fuck is about toilet stall doors here in the States. Is there not enough material to go around? Is that what it is? Do my feet and my head have to be showing at all times? Can we not afford the full door on toilet stall doors, Ryan? Do you poop when you're out in public? No, but I'm just saying maybe I want some private time. I'm not sure what's happening but here. But people poop in public? Yes. What's the deal? I would really appreciate it if they would stop, by the way. <laughs> Can you explain what I'm talking about? I think that not everybody has the same bathroom hangups that you and I do. I'm talking about the toilet doors. So you want like a cubicle unto yourself? I think that they probably do that so that people don't go in there and do drugs or it's it's a way to kind of keep people in check. First of all, it's not working. People are doing drugs in there anyway. <laughs> second what? of all, second of all, why do you need your keys? <laughs> if you go around the world to other countries, guess what? They have cubicles. Yeah, but you know what? They're not violent and vile like uh, like us Americans, Tyler. Ryan, toilet stall doors that don't go all the way up or all the way down. What the fuck? Uh, I don't go to the bathroom in public, so it doesn't affect me as much. Wait a minute, you're a stall peer. You want to be covered up even while you're peeing? Everything, Ryan. Wow, you got some real deep-seated psychoses, bro. I want to be like a lady in the 1500s. You shouldn't even be able to see my ankles. We can work that out. So what the fuck? I, can I, they just not make bigger doors? A week in review. I don't know how to answer this. Uh, I'm sure they could do it if they wanted to. But I've already said, I think they want to stop people from, you know, homeless people setting up camp in there. Call your congressman. Let's figure this out. We need bigger doors on bathrooms. You ready to continue, Ryan? Yeah, for sure. No, you got, I mean, you got the, the point out there. That's for sure. I did. <laughs> Thank you. Like pooping in public. You got the point out there. Prairie dogging. Portion sizes, Ryan. <laughs> Portion sizes. What are we doing, America? If I were a lesser man, I would blame my unhealthiness on this one issue. But I'm not a lesser man. Why? Because of the amount of food that they serve in this damn country. Sure, you're half the man you used to be. I can go on and on about hungry people in other parts of the world. Looking at you, Ethiopia. But instead, I'm going to keep it local. Why are the sizes of our meals so huge? I know that we Americans like to be the best at everything, but maybe this is the one title we should be willing to give up. Well, you could say the same thing about our cars. I mean, we think here in America, bigger is better. Uh, you know, small penis complex. <laughs> You're saying a small penis complex is American? Everybody in Texas. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's actually fair. Why do you need that hat? <laughs> And why do you need to tell everybody that everything's bigger in your state? We get it. You're compensating. Wink, wink. Ryan, America loving to be as gluttonous as possible. What the fuck? 
I, I honestly think, and it's funny that we talked about Texas, almost in that same Wild West aspect where heavyset women were sought after because you lived a life of what's the word that of comfort and yeah. and you weren't you know going of more of meal to meal yeah. i think that we kind of let's bring that back idolize that uh, you know in the spanish culture we kind of have yeah and and the and and i i like to reference world war ii during world war ii you yes had, you do you had six years of solid buy more buy more buy more to stimulate the economy as long and, as it's america and we just never dropped that yeah i think that's true and also we have liked to be a a country of wealth. And I'm sure this is, I know London, they have a real problem with portion control. I think you're seeing these places that are trying to show to the world that we're prosperous. Mm. How about giving more to the world or is that too socialist? I would rather just show people my gun. Ryan, for our third and final what the fuck, I'm not sure which way you tried to go on that joke. It could go either way and I don't want to guess. <laughs> they met in the middle time. For our third and final what the fuck, Ryan. Yo. Alaska. Half the year in darkness. People actually living there. What the fuck? I dare you to tell me. I don't know. It's They have the highest rate of suicide, and they're not even really Americans, if you ask me. Yeah, they're trying to get the fuck out of there yeah. by any means necessary. Yeah. Hey, North Canada, leave us alone. <laughs> Why, what's the deal with that? Uh, Why are you living there? I, I feel the same way about people who don't live anywhere near the coast. Like, if, you know how nice it is? I, well, we don't want you here because we got too many people, but... Yeah, I don't know. Some people, I think, are drawn to places that are hard to live in. like Or can they just not get out? Uh, I'm sure they have planes there, Tyler. But I think some people, it's like the people who go to the football games in Green Bay without wearing a shirt. Some people like to be like, I braved the worst places on the world and I'm stronger assholes, for Ryan. assholes. That's assholes is what you're talking uh, about. Tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Instead of picking Alaska, I was actually going to call out Wyoming, just sitting there all landlocked and square, you son of a bitch. Wyoming is beautiful. Never been. Um, I was just talking about its shape. And that, Ryan, is what the fuck? Fantastic, Tyler. Thank Fantastic. you, America. I think we learned something. I think we all became a little bit more patriotic. I think we all had to loosen our belt a notch. And, and I think you did a great job, Tyler. Thank you. And I think you did a great job on the show. Uh, I know this hasn't Thank been you. the easiest week for you, but I applaud you. I applaud me for being all drugged up and coming in here and doing our thing anyway. Maybe you shouldn't say drugged up. Drugged up. Tyler, He's on pharmaceuticals. Tyler, please tell the average listener how they can get in touch with the Above Average podcast. Thoseguysyouhate.com. All the buttons right there on your screen. Subscribe on everything. Subscribe on your friend's screens. Subscribe on your screen. Subscribe on your parents' screens. I'm sure they're going to hate us. And uh, please, there's a little voicemail button in the bottom right of our website. You can click on that, leave us a voicemail, compliment us. We we use your words of, of niceties uh, to get by. To fuel our sexually driven escapades. Fantastic, Tyler. Well said. What is the moral of the story? The moral of the story, Ryan, is, is that we can't give up. Because to give up is to quit. And to quit is to live in Alaska and kill yourself. Sounds peaceful, Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, to, it's to end your life, and we never want that. There's always a way out that isn't suicide, and uh, and we love you. We do love you. What's your moral of the story, Ryan? Make my, it good. My moral of the story, and to bring it all back together, I, you know, when we get in here and we start doing these things, they're just, you know, everything is coming in from every place, and you never know if you truly stick the landing. But I believe the uniting principle of the show today was immorality and in whatever word makes you most comfortable. Woo! With that. Unite under immorality. I just think we all need to meet 
in one place and have a little fun. You know what I mean? A little hedonism. But I have kind of gone off recently on this adventure of if I'm doing something that I am ashamed of, if I'm doing something that I'm by myself and I don't want a stranger to know about, I'm trying to take that out of my life. Mm. And it has been a very strange journey because I'm stopping doing things that seem to have really no, you know, has have no negative impact on your life. Sure. I, I am have stopped doing things that don't really, I, I don't know. It's been a weird journey and, and I hope I don't come off as too sermonizing, but I, I want to share it with, with the audience and you do. Yeah, I, I do. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, no that's I, great. I, 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 I want to make jokes around it, but it is also very true. I, I don't know why I'm being compelled to do this. That's what growth is. Yeah. You're describing growth. That's, that's, that's how it works. And it's, it's a gradual process and it takes time and it's painful as shit, but that's what growth is. And that's what I want to impress on the audience here. I know we have fun. We make, you know, I just said the word gunt, but the fact of the matter is if you are doing something privately that you're ashamed of or that make you feel, man, I hope nobody finds out about this. Investigate that feeling. Is sure. it worth it? Are you gaining more than you're losing in that transaction? Yeah. If you run into resistance for something, is it I'm uncomfortable because th those things are usually do them anyway, or the other side, like you're describing, do I feel shame right now? Sure. And if you feel shame about something you're doing when you're- Or you don't want to be, forget shame, you just don't want to be discovered. But Let that's me what, just do this secretly. You that's know what, what I mean? That's what shame okay. is. We hide okay. and we do things secretly because we don't want people to see us. Sure. That is shame. And if you are feeling that, especially when you're alone, as you said, definitely worth investigating and finding out what's going on there. We are the resistance against resistance. Yeah. My name is Ryan. My name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. Not the way we end the show. We are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you. I'm never going to get this. <laughs> never. Red circle. Hey, buddy. Hey. How do they do? <clears throat> it's all right. How's everything with you? Oh, just just Jim Dandy. Yeah. Peachy Keen. You know, I'm Tyler, I'm trying to. I am trying to Bluetooth you this picture. And I let's see if I have you got mail on here. Let's see if I do. Because I can't I, I don't think I'm gonna be able to send it to you. So this is gonna be a pain in the ass. So I'm just mm -hmm. gonna ask you mm -hmm. specifically. I read uh, a quick little blurb about Wesley Snipes on the original Trinity, you know, what have you heard about Wesley Snipes in Blade? Tax Evader. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't Black know. Ryan. I don't know if that's what his, uh, his character in, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that was on his business card. In yes. Blade was doing. I'm Wesley uh, Snipes Tax Evader. In, in terms of, uh, in the movies, no, I just, I, I think the third one was just like a, a money grab or something like that. Sure. But, he was notoriously, and we're going to have to weekend review this, he was notoriously hard to work with. Okay, have sure. You, have you heard about that? No, not necessarily, but there's a lot of people like that in Hollywood. Where he just became just a maniac. I, I believe that there was a circumstance of him fighting with the director physically. I, I could believe that. Like he sure. really got into the character. Sure. I Also, it turns out director, 
Wampire, Tyler. Wampire? I don't know. Wampire is a vampire. Oh, gotcha. That's you. the original way of saying it. He's a Wampire. Okay. <laughs> you didn't know that? No, I didn't. That's how Van Halen used to say it. Okay, sure. Yeah. Now, here's a story that- You're speaking I, like you know him personally. That's oh, my boy Van used, oh, to, used to talk. Van City. So, there is, and I'm looking at the picture right now. Perhaps, I'll just flip it around and I'll show it to you. Let's do it. Low budget. What do you notice about- this picture that I'm showing you. Oh, yeah. That's from Blade 2, I believe, when he's on the table. Okay. And they're about to shoot spikes into his body to drain his blood. I've never seen this movie before. It's really good. Really? Oh, Blade 1 and 2, great. The third one, it's... But I remember saying at this time, I'm like, these Marvel movies mm-hmm. are never going to work out. You guys are wasting your time. Yeah, he's got glowing eyes for some reason. They're like golden eyes, and he's got the tats, which look great on him. Maybe he thinks he's 007. Maybe. But the fact... Uh, golden eye. The fact of the matter is... Shit. Is that because he was so... And we can review. Sure. Uh, up the wazoo. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. because he was so notoriously hard to work with, he shot this scene... And he refused to open his eyes. Really? So their answer to that was to CGI's him. Wow. Nice. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's kind of like uh, Michael Jordan with that Hanes commercial where he wore the uh, the Adolf Hitler mustache. <laughs> we need to bring that name back. We need to take the power away and bring that name back. He was trying. I'm talking about Michael. Uh-huh. Uh, no, exactly right. Yeah. Where you are so powerful. And when I think of powerful, I think of Michael Jordan. I think of Wesley Snipes. Absolutely. That's what I think of. And, uh, and, and imagine being such an infant. And we're going to have to look into this because I'm accusing him of crimes much like I did Jim Brown. You like to do that. I do. Yeah. I accuse people. I'm the judge, jury, and well-hung execution. Wait, no. Well-hung jury. You get the joke. Sure. And imagine being such a baby that you're like, all right, I'll do it. But I'm not opening my yeah. eyes. I yeah. love that. No. I love the pettiness no. of that. <laughs> yeah, and that is kind of sad, really. They should have CGI'd some tears coming out of those eyes. Yeah, I mean, why not just, yeah, I would just shoot him from the side. Again, referring back to that Michael Jordan commercial where they only shot him from the side. We're going to have to weekend review that too because that's a funny little deal. It's a great commercial. I would have just, and, and obviously hindsight is always twenty twenty. I would have just grabbed a, a cattle prod. Let's see you keep your freaking eyes closed through this, you bitch. Tyler, if you can't tell from that little introduction right there, I... I'm on medicine, bro. Yeah. I am on medicine and and not since I've woken up. Here's my thing, okay? I'm sick and I never get sick. Turns out I'm a little bitch. That's it. I mean, uh, that's, oh, okay. That's, yeah. Uh, Coming is, to you live this from the, those guys you hate. This is the news that I bring you. I'm a journalist. Well, two things. First of all, your iPad's very close to falling off the table. Second of all, this is why we can't have nice things. He pushed it further towards the edge. Doesn't that give you anxiety? To prove you- a point? I mean, I kind of want it to fall now. I don't believe you. I think the precariousness of the situation is tightening your anus. No, no. And it's on a plastic table, which is just, yeah, precarious is the <laughs> word for sure. You're playing a dangerous game, my friend. That's right. That's right. And I'm broke, so I need to hold on to that. Now, what were we talking about? We were talking about me being on medicine uh, well, me I not think, normally being ill. I think most men are like that. I think we like the claim that we're... <laughs> I think we like to claim that we're tough and we and we tough it out. And we get our hands in the dirt. But really, the truth of the matter is the majority of the men that I know, as you just stated, we become little babies yeah. when we get sick. Well, it isn't even that. Here's my thing. And it's a very strange circumstance that I have. My whole life, I have. And it's a is, wiener, not a circumstance. This is, it's a circumcised <laughs> circumstance. 
Uh, my whole life, I have, as chronicled on the show, put pretty much anything in my body without thinking twice about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, on my body, around my body, in my body. Yeah, your body is your is your um, science experiment. Sure, yeah, sure. My body is a temple, and I'll just let anybody in. <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those temples in India where monkeys just shit everywhere. Sure, it's non-denominational yeah. <laughs> for sure. And, uh, and the fact of the matter is, but I've always prided myself on as somebody who doesn't take medicine. I don't know why that is. It's a weird delineation that I've made. Like the things that'll help me, hell no. Well, it's much like with the germophobia, you know, germaphobe. I'm a germaphobe in very specific ways where I will never ever share a toothbrush with somebody, but I will, you know, we know what you'll do. Yeah. 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 I, I'll do, I'll do inappropriate things with uh, said mouth. That's it. No, no, that's okay. That's I'm just it. saying, but I won't put a toothbrush in it, which is weird. Yeah. That's which is very strange. It is strange. It's we all make these weird, uh, I don't want to say compulsive because I guess everybody isn't compulsive, but, uh, oh. the fact of the matter is here's my problem with this sickness throughout the day. Even right now, I feel fine. I haven't taken any medicine. I, I feel really low, like low energy. But the mm. situation is this, I'm good up until you won't hear me cough a single time on this show. I'd like to think, well, you look good. Thank you. Yeah, you I look appreciate good. It. I feel like my face is melting, not unlike a candle, but as I'm going to bed, I have this dry cough once every two minutes that it's like torture, bro. Sleep is so important to me at my advanced age <laughs> that I it's driving me crazy that uh -huh. the last two nights at about one or two in the morning, I just give up and drink half a, a thimble full. If that's a, a medical term of NyQuil mm -hmm. just to get this man, half a thimble. <laughs> I need 50 cc's of thimble. You idiot. But, uh, I'm drinking it not only to knock me out, but just to soothe my throat, that thick viscous liquid that you can only get at one other place is it, 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 it coats my throat and makes it, 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 I stopped coughing. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. What wow, that was very tough for you. I, 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 it was the cattle prod <laughs> that I had talked about earlier. You're getting very emotional. Well, about your just, just Wesley Snipes. <laughs> stop it, man. Well, I would imagine the ego that people have to have in that world. I don't even mean Wesley Snipes specifically. Yeah, I want to talk more about my throat. Although, I don't want to go back to Wesley Snipes. Although seemingly we've given him his shine. Speaking of ego. Yes. Uh, so why not just beat it to the punch and take a half a yeah. thimble of NyQuil at 10 PM? Well, because I was still at work at that point, And I think my boss. Oh, even better. Very, <laughs> we're driving to Las Vegas and we're getting married. <laughs> True story. Maybe that'll be a mini session one day. What? When I tried to go to Las Vegas and get married. Oh, I vague. I was too young to really be to participate in the conversations. Dad has never been so emotionally invested in stopping me from something in my life. <laughs> well, there was at one point when and I thought he was of, right. When I thought of joining the Marines and at one point of when I thought of having a child when I was 21, those mm. two, he was pretty invested in as well to stopping. Semper, why are you doing this? <laughs> Thank God for him. And I think that this uh, just kind of is a nice confluence right into our final topic here. Tyler, what is the tipping point between discipline and obsessive compulsive behavior asking for a friend? But I need to know now, I mean, compulsively, what is I've the been difference? obsessing about it. What is the difference between compulsive and what? Obsessive compulsive behavior and discipline. Where, where does it cross? And of course, you're not going to be able to nail this Obsessive down. compulsive is when you, oh, absolutely, I guess you are. when you absolutely need to do something where it will affect your quality of life if you don't do it. Where I know people personally who I've worked with where uh, one single dish left in the sink at the very end of the night 
they won't be able to sleep. People that you work with, you said? People that I have worked with in terms of mental health and whatnot. Oh, okay. Where they have this- Tyler's a doctor now, everybody. This, I am absolutely not a doctor. I'm just a troubled child, Dr. Ryan. Pecker. <laughs> really? You're right. I appreciate you calling me on that. Really? What, what, I, what does that even mean? I can't even really say anything because I made a penis joke earlier. If we so. unpack what happened there, what was that for? But yeah, there's- there. While these people may not be obsessive compulsive, because that is a legitimate diagnosis to give to somebody, sure. we we can designate these specific things in our lives with that level of attention, where it's like, as I said, uh, I, I can't go to sleep unless the dishes are cleaned. You yeah, know, the, it's, the world will blow up if I don't touch that doorknob. That's what obsessive compulsive is, yeah, where I can't continue I on with my life unless I do this thing. Whereas dedication, what was the word that you used? Discipline. Discipline. Which is don't I, make me hit you with this crop again, Tyler. I do these things, cat of nine tails. Where'd you get that from? Uh, we do these things because we know that they are necessary. We are these are our responsibilities. But if we leave a dish in the sink, it's not going to kill us. We'll do it tomorrow. Do you think that everybody is compulsive about something, or am I just assigning my own character traits? Of course, it's not absolute. Nothing ever is. I would say most people. Uh, they're compulsive about something. Right? I would say the majority. Like maybe if you dedicate your life to being om with the universe, sure, but I would say most- Nobody believes you, bro. You just look like an <laughs> asshole. Would you take that robe off? And you I, look like an idiot. Yes. <laughs> I just wanted everybody to know that they got the same problems that I do, okay? I'm not alone here. All right, Tyler. Yeah, it's, uh, I think we all share in that in one way or another. Some, okay. some a little bit more severely than others. Well, I you, pointed at all of you. From my toes <laughs> to my froze, Tyler. All right. Let's drag this thing to the finish line.